You are listening to an Elam Christian Center podcast. We hope that you are inspired, encouraged, and empowered by the message you are about to hear. Yes, we are celebrating today because it's Resurrection Sunday. Come on, 10 a.m. Amazing, amazing. I want to welcome you uh, today, especially if it is your first time here. We just love having visitors. Like, I mean, seriously, we love it when you come. We love it when you visit. We love it when you join the family and, and come along, whether it's your first time here or you come along usually every Easter. We're just so glad that you've come to join us today. And I wanna say hi to those online as well. It's so fantastic to have you joining us. Uh, From wherever you are, if you are an online campus, we love you. If you are a botany campus and you're on holiday, you're camping, we love you too. We're so glad that you're watching today. Well, it's Resurrection Sunday and I'm excited. I was excited to get to church today because I think if there's any day to hoot and holler and get loud for Jesus, it's got to be Resurrection Sunday. Am I right? Yes. Come on. It's like the biggest and best day in our Christian calendar. There's something to be excited about today because Jesus got up on Resurrection Sunday. And I have come this morning to tell you that you can get up too. The account of Jesus that we find of Jesus' death and burial and resurrection that we find in the Gospel of John lets us know that Mary Magdalene was one of the only people who did not leave Jesus' side. Right from when he was carrying that cross up onto that hill, right through to his burial, his resurrection, his crucifixion, the whole thing when he was put in a borrowed tomb, the whole thing, she didn't leave his side. She was among the women that were there from Galilee and she stayed through it all. She stayed as they hung him on the cross. She stayed as they shouted things. She stayed as they threw things at him. She stayed as they cast lots for his clothes. She stayed as they pierced his side, as he took his last breath. She stayed as they brought him down off the cross and they put him in that buried tomb. She stayed, she was there through that whole Friday. And then there was Saturday and she stayed. She was there on Saturday. She was there in the silence of Saturday as her savior, her friend, her healer, the one who had come and saved her out of her broken, sinful life, she was there through it all. She was there for Friday, for Friday, and she was there for Saturday. She was there for the pain that Friday brought, and she was there for the discomfort, the discouragement, and the disillusion that Saturday brought. She was there through it all. And I think if you and I were honest today, we would probably say that we've all been there too, haven't we? We've all walked a mile in Mary's shoes We've all been through Fridays. We've all been through seasons of loss and grief, seasons where something or someone that we loved was just taken from us. We've been through seasons where the purpose, the the very thing that we put all of our hope into was all of a sudden gone. We've been through the pain of that moment. We've walked through times of disillusionment, through times of discouragement. We've been there. We've been through Fridays. But we've also, like Mary, we've walked a Saturday too. We've all walked silent Saturdays. We've all walked seasons and moments where we felt like God isn't there. 
like he's just absent from us. The silence, like he's silent in our circumstance, like he's distant from the pain. Those confusing times where we doubt and we wonder what, what happened. We wonder what went wrong. We wonder how it could ever feel right again. We've all walked Saturday seasons, seasons that can become dark and lonely and scary and hard. But the good news is this, Sunday was coming. Sunday was coming. We know it because we've read ahead in the story. We know that Sunday is coming because Mary all of a sudden found herself at Sunday. In Luke 24, it says on the first day of the week, very early in the morning, they came to the tomb bringing the spices they had prepared. They found the stone rolled away from the tomb. They went in but did not find the body of the Lord Jesus While they were perplexed about this, suddenly two men stood by them in dazzling clothes. So the women were terrified and bowed down to the ground. Why are you looking for the living among the dead? Asked the men. He is not here. He is risen. Jesus got up on Sunday. Jesus got up on Sunday. And I want to remind you today that you and I can get up too. We can get up after a Friday. We can get up from the pain of loss and grief. We can get up too. We can get up after the discouragement of a Saturday. We can get up after the silent Saturdays. We can get up too. I've come here to remind you that even in the midst of trouble and pain and confusion, if Jesus got up, I can get up too. If Jesus got up, you can get up too. In John 20, the account of the resurrection goes like this. It says, on the first day of the week, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb early while it was still dark. She saw that the stone had been removed from the tomb. So she went running to Simon Peter and to the other disciple, the one Jesus loved. You guys know who wrote this, eh? John, the one Jesus loved. I just love the humanity of the disciples. He just, he's just gonna throw it in there. I'm just gonna put it in here. The one Jesus loved, that's me. And she said to them, they've taken the Lord out of the tomb and we don't know where they've put him. At that, Peter and the other disciple, aka John, went out heading for the tomb. Listen to this. They were running together, but the other disciple outran Peter and got there first. (laughs) Not only does Jesus love me more, but also I'm faster than you, Peter. And I'm just going to write it in a history book that will be like for all the world to see for generation after generation to come that I beat Peter in a race. I got there first. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. Oh, sorry, stooping down, he saw the linen cloths lying there, but he did not go in. He may have been fast, but he wasn't very brave. Then following him, Simon Peter also came. He entered the tomb and saw the linen cloths lying there. The wrapping that had been on his head was not lying with the linen cloth, but it was folded up in a separate pile by itself. The other disciple who had reached the tomb first then also went in, saw and believed. See, if you and I are going to live like it's Resurrection Sunday every day, because can I tell you, you don't have to live your life like it's Friday. You don't have to remain in the disillusionment and the discouragement of Saturday. You can live every day like it's Resurrection Sunday. 
And if you and I are gonna do that, then there's a couple of things that I just noticed about the resurrection that I want you to know. And the first thing is this, Jesus left his grave clothes in the tomb. Jesus left his grave clothes in the tomb. See, one of the things, the common phrases we hear at Easter is we hear the, we hear the, the empty tomb mentioned, don't we? We say that on Resurrection Sunday, the tomb is empty. There was an empty tomb. But I don't know if you noticed, but I don't, the tomb wasn't empty. The tomb wasn't empty. When Jesus got up and walked out of the tomb that day, he left the linen cloths that were used to wrap his body he left the grave clothes that he had been in when he was dead. He left those in the tomb and he walked out, leaving them behind. He left them in the grave. Not only that, but there was something very deliberate about the way that he left them. There was something very purposeful about the way that Jesus got up that day. He got up on purpose and walked out of that grave. There was, there was one pile of linen cloths that were just dropped to the floor and left where they were like your kids do when they get dressed every day. Just gonna leave this. Oh, are we finished with this or can I put this away? Jesus, you know. But then there was another part of the linen cloths, the parts that he took off his faith that he folded nicely and put to one side. He was purposeful in his getting up. He got up and he walked out of that grave on purpose. Can I tell you, that Jesus leaving dead things behind gave you and I the power to leave dead things behind too. Jesus leaving his grave clothes teaches me that when I walk away from the things that he has rescued me from, I can leave my grave clothes too. But you know, I think that sometimes, even though Christ has given us new life, a fresh start, I think so often we try and take the lifeless things with us, the things that only brought us death. I think too often we try and do it. See, my parents, um, when they owned our family home and we had some dogs while we were living there and while mum and dad were living there, one of the dogs that we had was Indy. Her name was Independence. She was born on the 4th of July and she was a boxer and she was beautiful. We loved Indy, but she passed away just naturally at home, she died. And so dad buried her in the garden. And uh, it was kind of um, to the side of the house, buried her in the garden. And, and then a number of years later, the other dog that we had, her name was Cassie, uh, she also passed away. And, and so dad dug another grave and buried her too, just alongside Indy. There they were. And uh, then my nephew's dog passed away. And so one day, unbeknownst to mum and dad, he turns up at mum and dad's house with his dog and starts to dig a hole in the garden too. Only he didn't dig it on the correct side of the fence. He dug it on the outer side of the fence. So mum and dad had this very, um, very suspicious mound of dirt at the front of their garden. For I don't know what the neighbors thought of mum and dad and what was going on in that house down the road with the strange pile of dirt. But you know, every time this would happen, we would have a little like funeral service for our dogs. And the kids, the grandkids would come and they'd write little notes and say, we'll miss you and draw pictures of them with the dog and say a little prayer or say a memory of what they had with the dog. And it was all very lovely. And we'd put a little cross and the flowers would grow. Actually, the flowers grow great in those spots, by the way. Uh, but every time the same question would be asked by the grandkids. They'd say, hey, Nana and Granddad, when you move, are we gonna take Indy with us? Like, and you and I know the answer to that question, don't we? 
we know that the answer to that question is no. We will not be taking the dogs with us when we go. And it seems obvious to you and I in a scenario like that, as morbid as that may sound, but how often do we insist on doing that very thing with our lives? We so often insist on bringing with us into new life the things that only brought us death. We so often insist in bringing things into the new life that God has for us, the things that are lifeless and dead, the grave clothes that He's called us to live free from. Did you know that when you live like it's Resurrection Sunday, it means that the grave clothes of your life can stay where grave clothes belong, in the tomb. Can I remind you today that disappointment in your life, it can stay in the tomb. Fear stays in the tomb. Come on, on Resurrection Sunday, you have to know that unmet expectation can stay in the tomb. You can leave anxiety in the tomb. You can leave disappointment in the tomb. You can leave rejection, confusion. You can leave, uh, you can, you can leave rejection, addiction, hopelessness. You can leave it in the tomb. And so I wanna ask you this question today. What are you insisting in your life that you pack up and take with you that God already delivered you from? What in your life are you walking around as though they're like grave clothes? Are you still walking in that Jesus set you free from and allowed you to walk free from? I've gotta say to you today that if we wanna walk up and get up like Jesus got up, we've got to have that same purposeful step that He did. We've got to get up on purpose. We've got to every day determine I'm walking out of this grave and I'm leaving those lifeless things behind. I'm walking out of this grave and I'm leaving the things that only bring me death behind. I'm walking out of this grave and what I'm walking with is only things that bring me life. If Jesus got up and left His grave clothes behind, then you and I can do it too. You and I can do it too. Are you ready for number two this morning? All right, online, are you ready? I hope you're ready. Number two, here we go. Sometimes resurrection doesn't look like we think it should. Sometimes resurrection doesn't look like we think it should. The account in John 20 goes on to say this in verse 11, but Mary stood outside the tomb crying. As she was crying, she stooped to look into the tomb. She saw two angels in white sitting where Jesus' body had been lying, one at the head, the other at the feet. They said to her, woman, why are you crying? Because they've taken away my Lord, she told them, and I don't know where they've put him. Having said this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there. Listen, it says, but she didn't know it was Jesus. She did not know it was Jesus. Woman, Jesus said to her, why are you crying? Who is it that you are seeking? Supposing he was a gardener, she replied, sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him and I will take him away. Have you ever met someone and when you saw them, you immediately thought that they looked like a particular name? Like you might meet someone and they just look like a John. But when they tell you their name, it's not John. And you're confused. You're like, but hang on a minute. You must be John. You look just like John. And then they say their name's Greg. And you're like, oh, no, 
you're not Greg, you're John. You look like a John. Anybody ever had that? Is it just me that's had that experience today where I look at someone, I'm like, surely that he looks just like a John. And, but, but when they tell you their name, you find it hard to reconcile those two things, don't we? We find, because then whenever you see them again, you're like, oh, I'm sure his name is John. I can't remember his, you can't remember their name and you struggle to call them by their name because surely they've got to be a John. They just don't look like a Greg. They look like a John. I struggle with this, guys. I struggle with this. when I, I struggle to match what was in my head with what I see. I struggle to match the expectation with what I see in front of me. And I think we do the same with Jesus. When he turns up in our life in a way we didn't expect, we struggle to reconcile what we, how we expected him to work, how we expected him to answer that prayer, how we wanted him to do it. When he doesn't do it the way we wanted him to do it, we fail to recognize that he's there and working. Sometimes the miracle doesn't come how we thought it would. Sometimes the answer to prayer doesn't come how you expected it to. Sometimes it doesn't pan out the way you had planned. And so often we can struggle to see the resurrection power of God at work in our lives because we're only looking for what we thought would happen. But I need to remind you today that sometimes resurrection doesn't look like we think it should. Mary didn't recognize Jesus. She thought he was a gardener. She thought he was, she didn't recognize him. How many hours and days and years that she spent with Jesus and yet when he turned up in a way she didn't expect, she didn't even know it was him. Sometimes we don't recognize Jesus moving and working because he doesn't turn up how we think he should. But sometimes resurrection doesn't look like we thought it would. Uh, A number of years ago, uh, a friend of ours was pregnant with twins and she was so excited. They were so excited to be having twins. But after a number of weeks, the doctors realized that there was a complication with the twins. And at, 20, uh, at 20-something weeks, they had to do an emergency operation to try and correct some of those complications and save the lives of both of these babies. Unfortunately, at 24 weeks, she lost one of the twins and then spent the rest of her pregnancy going through procedures and really basically fighting for the life of the surviving wee twin. Uh, She was born, but with lots and lots of complications, born a very sick little girl. And then from that day for 99 days, this mom and her baby spent in NICU, in the intensive care unit for babies in Starship Hospital. And as a church, we journeyed with them through not just that 99 days in that, in, in that ward, but also the devastating loss of losing one of her daughters. She named that daughter Hope. A couple of years after her journey began, she started an organization called Aroha from Hope. And her heart for the organization was to reach out and minister and look after and take care of mums and parents who were walking the same journey. And she began giving gift packs and she made these handmade journals that she could take into Niku and give to mums so that they too could journey through what she was journeying through, but do it with support and love and hope 
and all of the things that she was able to bring them. See, sometimes when we're living in Saturday, it's hard to see what Sunday could look like. And sometimes the answer doesn't come how we thought it would, but I can't help but look at Aroha from Hope and see a resurrection story. Even though it didn't come how I'm sure she prayed it would come, that's what resurrection looks like. Another young lady in one of our campuses recently journeyed through a marriage divorce, a marriage separation. And I have no doubt that on the day that she walked up the aisle and said her vows, that the picture that she had for her life was very different to where she finds herself now. But even as she walks and still continues to journey through that devastating loss, I have to tell you that just two Sundays ago on Vision Sunday, she gave and sowed enough money for 30 couples to attend a marriage course. Her heart was that although her marriage may not be put back together, that someone else's marriage would. That's what resurrection looks like. That's what resurrection looks like. It may not be how we pictured it. It might not be how we prayed that it would go. It might not be what we imagined it to be. But you and I have got to know that just because it doesn't look like what we think it should, it doesn't mean God's resurrection power is not every single day working in our lives and moving in our circumstance. And I wanna ask you this, where in your life might God be moving, might God be working, but we just aren't seeing it because it's not turning up how we thought it would. It's turning up like a gardener instead of, I don't know what, a bright shining thing. Instead of it's turning up like John instead of Greg. <laughs> what in your life, where is God moving in your marriage? Where is he moving in your circumstance, in your finances, in, with your children, in your health? Is there somewhere Jesus is moving, but you aren't recognizing him? Sometimes resurrection just doesn't look like we thought it would. The third and final thing, I'm gonna ask the band if you would come and join me now. Here's the thing I want you to remember today. If we're gonna live every day like it's Resurrection Sunday, then we need to know this. We need to know, number three, that resurrection starts today. Resurrection starts today. It doesn't start tomorrow. It doesn't have to start next week. It doesn't have to start when we all get to heaven. Resurrection can start today. It starts today. This September, Steve and I will be celebrating 16 years of marriage. Yes. On the 27th of September, 2005, we had our wedding day. And from that day on, from the wedding day on, I have lived my life as Steve's wife. I didn't have a wedding day and then we didn't go back to living separate lives as singles. We didn't have a wedding day and then I continue to tick miss on my forms whenever I fill in a form. We didn't have a wedding day and then, uh, and I use my married name for one day and then go back to using my maiden name, no. Our wedding day was the one time event that happened 16 years ago but the marriage is lived every single day. And I just want you to know today that Jesus walking out of that tomb was a one-time event that happened 2,000 odd years ago. But the resurrection is lived every single 
day. Isn't that good news today? It's not a one-time event. It's not a historical event that's written into history books. It's not something that he did that was super cool back then, but it's done now, no. He is still resurrected. He is still resurrected. He is present tense. He is resurrection. He is resurrection. He is resurrection. Which means that every day that you and I live with, the, with Jesus living in us, every day that you and I live with Jesus walking with us is another day we get to live with the resurrection power, living, working, moving in every single one of us. It's not just about your future. It's not something that's gonna happen. It's not just a hope for what will be. It's not just about entry into heaven. And it's not just about your past, about what was. It's about today. It's for your today. There's resurrection power in your today. Every day getting up on purpose. Every day getting up and overcoming like He overcame. Every day getting up on purpose and walking out of that grave, leaving dead, lifeless things behind. Because if Jesus got up, then I'm getting up too. If Jesus got up, then you can get up to. How do we do it? How do we live every day getting up on purpose, choosing to live like it's Sunday? Well, the first thing we've got to do is leave grave, grave clothes behind. Leave grave clothes behind. What grave clothes do I need to leave behind in order, order to walk out of that grave? The second thing we need to do is pray a prayer that goes a little something like this. God, help me to see where you're moving in my life today. Help me to see where you might be moving that I might not be recognising as resurrection power. And the third thing we can do is this, we can get up each day on purpose. We can get up each day and determine and have an expectation that I am going to live as though what I think is the end, God actually means to be a beginning. Come on, are you ready to get up too? All across this place, I'd love to pray for you. I'd love to pray for you, whatever circumstance you're walking through or going through, I'd love to just quickly be able to pray for you today, right where you are. Why don't you close your eyes and maybe today you're in need of a resurrection in your life. Perhaps today there's some grave clothes that you've just struggled to leave in the tomb. I'm just gonna pray right now and wherever you are, why don't you just position yourself ready to receive. If you feel comfortable, you might open your hands to receive from God right now. Lord Jesus, we thank You for Resurrection Sunday. We thank You that it wasn't a one-time event, but each and every one of us can live it right now today. We can experience resurrection in our lives. And Lord, I pray for every single person who feels like they're struggling to leave old, dead, lifeless things behind. Right now, I just pray, Lord God, as You know, people begin to, you reveal to people what it is. You'll know what it is in your life that you need to leave behind. God, I pray this week they'd be able to walk away from fear. Lord, begin to walk away from anxiety, disappointment, discouragement, that they'd be able to leave those things behind and walk out with life and hope and purpose and grace and mercy and light and fruitfulness and favour and blessing. God, would you help us leave those things behind? God, I pray that you would open our eyes 
to see you working in ways we didn't expect. Lord, in our circumstance, may we see the hand of God at work bringing resurrection power to us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. There's one more prayer I wanna pray. And I just wanna speak to a particular group of people because I just need you to know that Jesus didn't just get up for every Christian in the room. He didn't get up for all these church people that come to church every week. He got up for you too. If you are a guest, if you're visiting, if this is your first time here, if you don't come very often, I need you to know He got up for you. He got up for you because God loves you. Oh, He loves you so much. If you're watching online, He loves you. He loves you and He has got a plan and a purpose for your life. The problem is we stuff up sometimes. We choose to go our own way. We do our own thing. We walk in our own direction. We make mistakes. We all have. The Bible says we've all fallen short. Calls it sin. And that sin, it separates us from God. But God didn't want that. He wanted us to live a life with Him forever. And so He sent His Son, Jesus. And that's what we celebrate this weekend. That's what this weekend is all about. He sent His Son, Jesus, to come and live a sinless life on earth and die a sinner's death so that you and I could have the debt paid that we were due for our sin. And He took it all upon Himself when He went to that cross and He paid it all, paid in full, so that you and I might get up. We might get up. And I'm gonna pray a prayer in just a moment. And I'm gonna invite you in the room and online to pray this prayer with me. You don't have to pray it out loud. You can just pray it in your heart, mean it with everything that you've got. Make it your own prayer. Are you ready to pray with me? We say, dear Jesus, thank you that you went to the cross for me. Thank you that you paid the debt that I was due. I choose forgiveness today. I choose you. I ask that you would come into my life, make me brand new today. I turn from my old life and I turn to you. Thank you that you have a plan and a purpose for me. In Jesus' name, with every head still bowed and every eye closed, I wanna do one more thing. I'd love to be able to see and acknowledge who I'm praying for today, online and in the room. I'm gonna count to three and I would love it. I'm not gonna ask you to come to the front. I'm just gonna ask you to lift your hand so I can see it, I'll acknowledge it, then you can put it straight back down. Are you ready? On the count of three, be bold, be brave. Let's take, take that step together. One, two, three. Hands can go up in the room. Thank you. I see you. Thank you. I see you. I see you. I see you. There's a button online. Yep, I see you there. Yes, I see you down here. Yes, over here. I see you. I see you. Yep, over there. I see you down the back there. Anybody else online? There's a button you can push. Yes, I've got three online. I can see you guys. Anybody else, you're saying, Bex, another one online, I see you. In the room, you're saying, Bex, would you count me in on that prayer? Over here, yep, I got you. Yes, over here, yep, I see you, got you. Anybody else, you're saying, Bex, count me in. Another one online, I can see you, we're so grateful. Yep, online again. Yes, thank you, Jesus. God, we're so thankful. We're so thankful that for every single one of us, you got up 
And thank you, God, that you can take our broken, messed up lives and you can make them whole and give us new life and new purpose. I thank you for every person who made a commitment to you today, who lifted their hand or prayed that prayer. God, we celebrate. We're so proud of them, Lord. Come on, church, would you celebrate all that God's done? Come on, we're so grateful. Thank you for listening to this Elam Christian Center podcast. Please subscribe to keep hearing more life-changing messages. For more information about our church, please visit www.elamchristiancentre.org.nz.